opinions shared in this podcast are my own and are not representative of the Panther as a whole. With that being said, let's get into the episode. With Chapman University's The Panther, I'm Shannon Stanton, and this is The Panther Pod Deep Dive Woman You Should Know About. March is Women's History Month, so what better time to talk about amazing female leaders from the past and present? So much of the work women have done over the years in entertainment, government, female rights, racial justice, and more has gone unnoticed to many people. Oftentimes when I look back on my childhood and education, I think of all of the male leaders in the world and not really the women. But that should change, and we should really know about all of these amazing women because women do make up half of the world's population and have led us to the world that we have today. So let's get into it. To start off, I want to talk about some historical figures. First, we have Marsha P. Johnson. Marsha P. Johnson was born in 1945 in Elizabeth, New Jersey. She attended a public high school, enrolled in the U.S. Navy for a bit after graduation, and then moved to New York City. And she is a self-identified drag queen who really helped the LGBTQ community to become what it is today. Martha is mainly known for her role in the Stonewall Riots, where police raided a gay bar called the Stonewall Inn in New York City in 1969 that resulted in six days of protests. The Stonewall Riots are recognized worldwide as a catalyst for gay rights. Marsha is known to have thrown the first brick or bottle at the police during the riots and resisted their arrest, so many see her as the start to the national LGBTQ plus rights movement. I didn't even learn about Marsha P. Johnson or the Stonewall riots until I was a year into high school, and I didn't even learn that inside of a class. I learned that in a club, which is ridiculous. Marsha was a monumental figure in the modern LGBTQ rights movement, and she was a black trans woman. And I think it's really important when looking at Women's History Month to recognize black and trans women specifically because they face so much of the fight that white cisgender women don't. Another fact about Marsha is that she co-founded an organization to help homeless transgender women of color, which really shows how she dedicated her life to helping black trans women and really advancing that movement for LGBTQ rights, especially for those who are even more marginalized because of the color of their skin. Here's a quick quote of Marsha P. Johnson being interviewed by journalist Betty Brown in 1973 at a protest. Why are you here today? Darling, I want my gay rights now. I think it's about time the gay brothers and sisters got their rights, and especially the women. Next up on the list is Jeanette Rankin. Jeanette was the first woman ever to be elected to Congress and hold a federal office. Her political career started back when she was in college at the University of Washington, where she became a member of the state suffrage organization and lobbied for women's suffrage for the four years she was in college. Elected in 1916, Jeanette Rankin served two terms in the House of Representatives, making history. Outside of Congress, she was a member of the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, in addition to being an advocate for maternity care and the regulation of wages for female employees. The first woman to ever hold a federal office that is such an insane landmark position and role that this woman had, yet honestly, I don't think I've ever heard of her until doing research for this, which is probably bad on my part. 
but I would say it speaks more to our education system and the society that we live in that we don't even talk about the first woman to hold a federal office enough to recognize her name. You know, maybe I did hear about her, but not in the sense that I would remember her name. Meanwhile, there were so many historical figures that I had to have engraved in my mind for tests and quizzes growing up, and this was just never one of them. I think that talking about women in government and politics is extremely important because women still face so many challenges when running for office and are still viewed very differently from the public, whether that be their likability lacking or being viewed as bossy if they just have a strong opinion on something. And I think that looking at where women in the government came from and how that helped us to have a female vice president now and hopefully can someday lead us to having an actual female president. Here's Jeanette Rankin when she was 92 years old on a talk show talking about her feelings on government and being anti-war. Well, facing an election, and my slogan now is governments make war. And the only way we can stop war is to have something to say about our government. Another powerful black woman is Claudette Colvin. Many of us know about civil rights activist Rosa Parks, but what we don't know is that nine months before Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on the bus, Claudette Colvin refused to move for a white passenger too. Claudette was only 15 years old when she did this, which violated the segregation laws at the time in Alabama where she lived. Although the NAACP did not select her to challenge the segregation laws because of how young she was, she did become one of the plaintiffs in a case called Browder v. Gale that ruled Montgomery, Alabama's segregated buses were unconstitutional. The fact that Claudette was only 15 when she did this is extremely inspiring. It just shows how young people really can have a voice and that young people can stick up to injustice when they see it and make an impact in their community. She knew that she was putting herself at risk and the safety of her family, but she still did this because she believed in civil rights so much and knew that it was the right thing to do. Of course, Rosa Parks is still an influential historical figure and what she did was absolutely incredible at the time too. I just think that it's important to recognize Claudette Colvin because of her youth and because she did it before Rosa Parks did, yet doesn't receive nearly as much recognition as Rosa Parks because of her age at the time. I think that giving youth activists credit, especially black young women, is extremely important and can really help give us a new perspective on activism. Colette Colvin is still alive and well today. Here is a clip of her in a 2016 interview. That day when the bus driver asked me to get up, I had this feeling come over me. It felt like Harriet Tubman was holding me down, hands were holding me down on one shoulder, and Sojourner Truth hands were holding me down on another shoulder. And I felt like this is my time to take a stand for justice. Now, let's switch from more historical figures to the present. Alice Wong is a name you should know as she is a current activist for people with disabilities, especially women of color with disabilities. Alice is the founder and director of the Disability Visibility Project, where she creates and shares disability media and culture. She has work published by the New York Times, BuzzFeed, Teen Vogue, Vice, and a lot more. Most recently in 2021, Alice Wong started a podcast called the Disability Visibility Podcast, so be sure to check out some of her activism work and wise words there. Here is Alice talking about the importance of 
participation and inclusion for those with disabilities in society. All people need to be able to exercise their right to speak out, their right to vote, their right to make their voices heard. Oftentimes, fiscal barriers, attitudinal barriers, and policy barriers really prevent people with disabilities to be full participants in our society. Next up is Katanji Brown Jackson. Now, in case you missed her on the news recently, she was just appointed by President Joe Biden to be the newest Supreme Court Justice. If she is confirmed in that position, Jackson will be the first Black woman to ever sit on the Supreme Court of the United States, which would be a huge deal. She also has some serious experience in her background. She attended Harvard for college and law school, where she was the editor of the Harvard Law Review. Most recently, she has served on the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit since 2021 as a federal judge. So be sure to keep an eye out for Katanji Brown Jackson in the upcoming news, and hopefully she will be confirmed. Here she is speaking on her Supreme Court nomination. And if I'm fortunate enough to be confirmed as the next Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, I can only hope that my life and career, my love of this country and the Constitution, and my commitment to upholding the rule of law and the sacred principles upon which this great nation was founded will inspire future generations of Americans. My third pick on the list for modern female activists goes to Sarah Deer. Sarah is a lawyer and a professor who works with victims' rights and sexual violence prevention, and she specifically focuses on the Native American community. She was a major activist in the 2013 reauthorization of the Violence Against Women's Act to expand tribal jurisdiction and to prosecute non-Native perpetrators of sexual violence against Native people. Sarah Deer's work is extremely important because Indigenous communities face higher accounts of rape and sex trafficking and even murder of Indigenous women. This intersectionality of sexual violence and Native Americans is extremely important and her work sounds really interesting if you want to check it out. This is Sarah Deer speaking on Native American sexual assault survivors in a 2018 interview. In order to do outreach to Native communities and Native survivors of sexual assault, there needs to be a very clear understanding of the history of that particular community. The reason something like that would be really important is because traditionally um, tribal spiritual beliefs are connected to the land. and for survivors of sexual assault, it might be really important to engage in those healing methodologies. Of course, there are millions and millions of more amazing women out there doing great work. I'm not able to speak about everyone, but I hope that this podcast gave you the chance to learn about some historical figures you may have not heard about before and keep an eye out for some current activists doing great things today. Happy Women's History Month to everyone listening. Thank you for tuning in this episode of the Panther Pod, and we'll see you next time.